This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be legends. Good morning, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm uh, super excited. It's one of my favorite holidays. Uh, hopefully for you as well. Very family oriented. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. But more importantly, uh, with Thanksgiving, I know how we roll at the Vaynerchuk household. There'll be some eating, some drinking, some football watching, but an obnoxious amount of downtime. So please, right now, finally, finally go do the thing that so many of you figured out, which is I am very active on Twitter. Go to Twitter, re-download it, make it your Thanksgiving mission. Go on Twitter right now, hit me up at Gary VEE, at Gary V uh, on Twitter and say what's up. I want to reply to most of you. So uh, as I go into the late hours here on Thanksgiving or later in the day, because a lot of you listen in the morning, a great way to interact. It is time to get on the Twitter bandwagon. That is the by far most likely place you'll get a hold of me, um, Gary VEE. Welcome to Hacking the Holidays, Gary V. Thank you, Sabir. Gary, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to jump in here quickly. Uh, you just launched a big sneaker brand, I think, like la- at midnight last night. Like, Tell us a little bit about this experience and what it's meant to you. Uh, KSwiss.com crumbled under the pressure and they should use Shopify. And I actually mean that, <laughs> not because I'm with you guys. Literally, if you, if you went in my phone right now, that is what I was texting the team. Um, oh, it's been the best, man. This is like such a fun experience. I like win-win situations. When I was listening to Sabir, the book, my investments, my career is win-win. Planet of the apps. If it works, right, I'm a household name. If it doesn't work, when Apple figures out it's shit, I will always say that it was on Apple's first original show. It was win-win. <laughs> okay, yeah. This sneaker was win-win. If it rocked, like it looks like it's about to, well fuck, I'm the first entrepreneur to have a sneaker that matters in culture. Other entrepreneurs are gonna get sneakers and it's a legacy that could get really interesting, especially if you think about footwear in corporate environments and you start thinking about four, seven, nine years from now. If it lost, it was such ridiculous ammo for my best friends to make fun of me <laughs> that I thought I could actually pull off a sneaker and what the fuck were you thinking? So. I'm a big win-win guy. Uh, I, it's why I tend to be happy. I don't do things that have disproportionate downside. I also don't do a lot of things that have disproportionate upside, which is why I'm a tortoise. Even though I wear a Harris costume, my energy seems short-term. My strategy and execution is about as long-term as that it gets out there, and, uh, and I like that. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, look, I was a guy who got into e-commerce in 1996. You know, here we are doing an e-commerce. You know, it's 21 years ago. So like, this has been pattern recognition for me. I understand trends and things of that nature. I think that shoe culture, sneaker culture, is so mainstream that it's about, you know what's about to happen to sneakers? All the sneaker heads, it's already happened, are like mad because it's like your favorite band that blew up. Like, the sneaker thing, the ship has sailed. Like, everybody is gonna wear sneakers you know, especially in the male demo, from one to 99, and a lot of them. And, um, and I'm excited to be a part of it, make my little mark on it. I will tell you why I did it. I, it took me a little while to get there. It's really <laughs> hit me. It really hit me. I mean, I did it for a million reasons. I want to I want to reboot nostalgic brands one day. This was a great test case because K-Swiss is a nostalgic brand. I loved the autonomy I had. I wanted to market in a different way to see what would happen. I thought I could be underestimated. I was. Most people didn't think this would be a successful launch. The node crashed. Uh-huh. The website. The cra- websites have crashed. Everything is sold out. They're selling for $200 a pair on eBay already from 85. Like, it's a win. Uh, and, you know, the district manager of 
the shoe store I went to today that had 300 people show up, 400 people and sell 290 pairs of sneakers. Last night sent an email and said, will anybody show up? I'm worried. Like, you know, so, so it was a lot of fun for me in a lot of ways, but ultimately here's the best part. Already, because some people got them at ComplexCon, already I've had two people email me and tell me that they had a hard day, yes, yesterday and the day before, they legitimately forgot they were wearing my sneakers, legitimately were walking to the bathroom, the other guy was just sitting at his desk, looked at the sneakers, said Gary B would say go fuck that bullshit and go fucking go, and literally by having the pair of sneakers on got a burst of like inspiration or refocus or reallocation of perspective. I'm so fired up about this because I got thousands of emails through the years about my book being on a shelf and them saying, well Gary, you know, to be an inspiration to somebody, not for the sake of inspiration and bullshit, but for the sake of action. You know, you have to understand what's different about my, you know, I'm not the secret. I'm not inspiration that's like, if you wish it, it will come. My inspiration comes in the form of like, screw your excuses, <laughs> like put in the work, yep. eat shit, that's good. Like, oh, your website launched and you didn't sell as many sweaters on your Shopify? You suck. Yeah, what did you do? That's right, you suck. The market <laughs> told you you suck. Now go fix it, not, I knew it. Nobody, nobody gets the fresh, fat style that I've come up with. I'm too ahead of the game. No, you're not, dick. You suck. You didn't tell your story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like seriously, yeah. <laughs> I love when people are like, oh, my style is too eclectic. They didn't get it. No, 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 no. You didn't do the right thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You didn't do your eclectic album release or beanie business or Christmas sweater company with a twist with, I'm gonna market Christmas sweaters to Jews. You didn't do that for it not <laughs> to be successful. You did it to hack, to win, to do something different. It didn't work, now you're blaming the market. I never blame the market. So how, that's how, why I love e-commerce, by the way. Yeah. It's right. black and white. You can yeah, try things yeah. out. It's black it, and white. It, this works is not a, or it doesn't work. That's right. That's it. I Simple. fucking love retail. Yeah. How did you know? How did you take a calculated risk? Like, I mean, there's so people listening to this podcast are enterprise e commerce merchants that was selling online. What is it? Shopify Plus, Magento. Who knows? I could afford uh, to lose. I was willing to waste my time, which is valuable. So for everybody listening, I didn't buy inventory of K Swiss, but I was willing to waste my time, which is very valuable. Mm. I got paid $100,000 to get a speech. I'm running a $200 million holding company. Like I wasted my time on the risk that it would work because if it didn't, it was a worthwhile risk for the jokes, but more importantly, <laughs> more importantly for the learnings. Too many retailers listening right now are so quant. Everybody listening right now is quant. Conversions, lifetime value, you know, CAC. You guys are math kids. You're not gonna win the big game, you're gonna win the medium game. And by the way, the, you know, selling $3.7 million a year of something and making you know, a million dollars in profit, you've made it. That being said, that's not interesting to me. I'm trying to win the whole thing. And the whole thing is a hell of a lot more risky, a hell of a lot more intuition, a hell of a test and learn, and a hell of a lot more, you know, listen, I grew up in a wine business because of the laws of the liquor industry, there was no spec. Very restrictive. Very, there yeah, was no yeah. spec. I bought shit and then had to sell it, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? No Kickstarter. You're real fucking champion. You Kickstarted. You took no risk. And, and that's the beautiful thing about e-commerce. In the that... early days, there were no Google. That's right. There was no Google. There was no Facebook. You I know, launched WineLibrary.com with no Google in the world. Yeah. With yeah. no Facebook in the world. Yep. 
Like, you know, like it was direct mail yeah. and a little Yahoo and really other e other people's email services and banner ads. Or if you uh, were willing to give a million bucks to AOL. Yeah, I didn't that have was that. That was, thing. you know, my company, you know. <laughs> that was the other we, we part we of the strategy. $3.7 million, 10%, we made $370,000 a year in profit before expenses. Like, so you didn't have a million dollars to spend. Yeah, I mean, I laughed. You know? When my dad walked, my dad visited today, it was my birthday. When I walk, when I, when I know, don't worry, when I know that there are employees that he met today that make more money at VaynerMedia in their yearly salary than the company made in profit when I started running Wine Library, like, we've come a long way. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Um, if you were to give uh, someone advice, so it's, it's a week before Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the holiday <laughs> season's approaching, they haven't prepared yet. Um, too much noise in the system, right. way too much noise. What's, what's a tip for, for someone with a product brand that's going online to, to how to win the holiday season? Instagram DM. I would go into Instagram right now and for the seven days in a row get blocked by Instagram once you hit your limit of how many people you can DM. I don't know what the algorithm is, if there's a standard or if you have a certain number of followers. I would DM media and influencers. I would DM, so if you're in Kansas City and you're selling a candle, I would DM the 11 local media stations on Instagram. I would DM them and say, I'm doing this rad thing. Make mm -hmm. up something. Like during, like you gotta, be a, you gotta be a little bit in Barnum and Bailey when you're little, right? Yeah. I'm giving you a quick hack. If you haven't been, and I'm answering you specifically, you said they haven't prepared. This is not my answer for people that have prepared. Now, the, for the people it's one that- one week away. That's right, it's a week away. Yeah. You haven't prepared. Now you have to be in the showman business. Now you have to be in the sizzle business. I would DM seven people on uh, all the media, WKK4, Kansas City 4, right? W999, Mi Missouri 7, right? You know, like, you know, like I would hit up the seven media companies, the Missouri Sun, right? The Kansas City Star, and I would DM them on Instagram because people are looking there, not on email, not on phone call messages, right? Not on letters, but DM. I would mm -hmm. DM their account, right? And I would say, hey, I'm in Kansas City and I'm doing a crazy thing on Black Friday. I sell candles and the whole time I'm gonna be outside my house juggling candles or I'm gonna light a million candles or you do you. Yeah. Something that would make them say, that's interesting, we're gonna come and cover you. Yeah, yeah. You need to hack attention. It's the digital version of, of handing out papers on a street corner. Like, That's all I am, man. I'm just, a, <laughs> I'm just a ghetto kid that would have sold his tapes from the back of his trunk. Yeah. By the way, let's go back to Wine Library. It's so funny because my dad was here today. One of the first things I ever did for Wine Library because we had no marketing budget was print a 22% because 15% discount was the big discount for a case of wine. I created 20% at Wine Library because I didn't need to make money because I was willing to eat shit for a decade. So I tried to you know, kill the market a little bit. I created a 22% coupon occasionally where I took that coupon and I printed 100 pieces of paper in a home computer and the next day went to the Short Hills Mall and, and from out. 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. put it on people's uh, you know, windshield wipers. Straight ghetto, sh listen, yeah. for everybody listening, when you don't have the money, right? I love when people hear me on a podcast like this and they're like, oh, easy for you to say, you're Gary Vee. <laughs> yes after 20 fucking plus years of doing everything right. Overnight success. Right, and so <laughs> when I wasn't Gary Vee, and I was Gary Vaynerchuk, oh, excuse me, when I was Sasha's son, because that's who I was. Yep, yep. When I was Sasha's son in that first year, I was ghetto, I yep. didn't have money. So I printed 100 pieces of paper that said 22% off at Wine Library a couple miles away from Short Hills Mall, and I put in people's window sills, and, and it worked. 
there are so many companies I've come across. I apologize that, real quick because yeah. I just want to get this point across because I want to bring value. Listen, I'm doing this. Obviously, I want you to win. I want you guys to win. <laughs> you can't be fancy when you don't have anything. Like, like this is where you have to hack. Like, if you have to knock on the door, like everybody on this listening, everybody listening is looking for digital arbitrage. Yeah, they're looking for landing page optimization. They're looking for Google Ads. They're looking content. at Facebook ads, content partnerships. Like, real world hacking is a part of this too. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you don't have money, like what, what you know. By the way, a lot of the digital stuff becomes a money game. Facebook's a money game now. If you, you know. You better get it serious about Instagram because 35, 40% organic reach is still meaningful. Because mm -hmm. so when it's 10%, it's not going to be. On the subject of, of social commerce, yeah. what do you think, like, if a brand is trying to sell directly to consumers, who's winning the social commerce game? How can they manage to sell items directly on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn? Like, what do you think is, the, is coming as the, the number one approach right now? Look, I think at this point, nobody's got true shopping cart integration that is meaningful enough to get really excited. Um, I think Instagram's got disproportionate attention and even, I mean, so you've got swipe up capabilities, you've got Micmac integration, I'm not sure what you guys have, but nobody's gonna, nobody smart as Shopify is gonna, you'll build to some sort of API calibration uh, in those worlds. I think that every retail, everybody needs to be on those platforms to siphon the attention. From a utility standpoint, I still think it's swipe up on Snapchat and Instagram and I still think it, or, or on Instagram, it's link is in the URL verbiage, or on obviously Facebook, it's a direct link. I think you know, 36 months from now, all the commerce, the enormity of the commerce that's going to be happening inside of Facebook and Instagram, and whoever the current social networks are, whether that's Twitter or or Snapchat, is going to be far more significant than I think people think. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how your how Shopify at a macro, Magento yeah, a, and others play with that. There's a beta yeah. right now with Shopify that allows selling directly through Instagram. So it's, it just right. came out under 100 merchants in the United States. Right. Soon. So Micmac has a similar thing in stories. Is yours through stories? No, Maybe it's through yeah. the actual. Yeah, uh, it's going to work. Image. It's going to work. Who's going to win? Whoever has the attention. Google and Facebook have the attention. You can't sell shit if nobody knows about it. <laughs> like, let, you, listen, that might be the most important part of this podcast for some of the people listening. Like, before you worry about anything else, you got to understand where people's eyes are. Why do you think influencers matter so much? People are paying attention. Like, who are you stopping for? A human or a Facebook ad? You're stopping for a human so much more in your feed. The psychology of that dynamic. So, um, who's winning the platforms? Because whether it's Shopify, Magento, Micmac, or Schmickmac, or WordPress, or anybody else, you're all building on top of Facebook and Instagram. Sure. Yep. That's where the audience is, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, I've got one more question amongst like your brand specifically. Sure. I want to hear more about your your Please. shoes, your sneakers. Sure, anything. Um, you've built, you know, you've sold out of your sneakers already. Uh, you've built what many people who in our network who are Shopify Plus users are trying to do with a million dollar plus business online. How do you go from there to the next level? So you've talked a little bit about hacking and, and getting through and, and being being chirpy, but so you're saying how, do how you does somebody who's million? and and do and as a retailer of a product or as somebody who wants to arbitrage a personal brand in association with their product? As a retailer of a product. So yeah, more on the product side. They're I, at one million, they yeah. want to go to 10. You have to buy underpriced attention. My whole life is that, I've got one move. I'm like so funny, I laugh. I'm a one trick pony. I am obsessed about people's attention and where is it overpriced and where is it underpriced. If you sell something for under, 
excuse me, if you sell something to somebody who's under 30 and you're not spending 50% of your working media dollars on Instagram and Snapchat, which has under $3 CPMs, and people are actually consuming the content, you're making a mistake. And I know a lot of you are selling for products that are under 30 and you're spending all of your money on Facebook and Google, and Facebook proper and Google. Mm -hmm. And I just told you you should spend 50% of your money on Instagram and Snapchat. That to me are the interesting things. How do you go from a, you know, how do you go from a million to a hundred million? Yep. By being right. What, <laughs> what, what, how, what am I talking about when it comes to being right? What's underpriced, what's overpriced? What's the right partnership? Who's the right endorsers? What's the right platform to spend your money on? What's the right product? What are the cultural trends that you can leverage? Were you right about slime emerging? Did you know pomegranate juice was gonna happen 10 years ago? Did you understand what's happening in Atlanta hip hop? Do you understand why Vans worked? Why LaCroix worked? Why Champion's working right now? Everything I just mentioned is buying underpriced attention, mainly in Instagram and Snapchat. Like, is anybody paying attention? Can I, am I legitimately this smart? Like, is it that easy for me to understand why everybody's wearing a champion hoodie? Like, really? Because I really don't feel like it's that smart. I, I'm being dead serious right now. I'm not doing like a weird self-deprecating kind of funny like weird reverse move. I'm struggling to understand why this is so easy to me when I know it's not so complicated. Am I literally just in a place where I'm completely unemotional about anything that happened yesterday and I'm willing to put in the work to figure out what's happening today? And I think it's that. Is it? It's a humility card that I, I'm way more humble at hundreds of millions of dollars of net worth than every single person listening to this podcast right now at dick worth. And I'm being dead serious with you guys right now. And again, I'm not trying to flash and be like a wrestler or a rapper. <laughs> I'm trying to make you understand it takes the humility to do the work. I spent a 15 hour flight from Dubai to New York reading DMs. That's more DM reading then 99% of the people that have brands right now listening to this, and I've got way less time. So some brand should have reached out to you on DMs to promote their product. That's <laughs> what you're saying. They do it all the time. Yeah, oh yeah? So, they do so it all the time. I don't do it because I've never done a brand deal. If I, I've never done an ad. If I'm gonna do something, it's gonna look like this. You just right? like the product. Yeah, and I, like, if, if my favorite toothpaste reached out to me and said, we wanna make a Gary B flavor pro, profile toothpaste, even though that sounds ludicrous right now, that <laughs> at least is more interesting than somebody saying, we're gonna pay you $40,000. You know, I got a $180,000 post offer, which is absurd. Until I understood the dynamics of that business and how valuable the customers were, made more sense. Then I sat there for about an hour and said, oh my God, from 25 to 31, in six years, I'm gonna make more money in, in this one post than I made in three and a half years, actually, I'm sorry, in three and a half years of my career, so I laughed for a little bit, but then, and then I said no, and I said no, A, because I can afford to say no, but B, because it would've been ridiculous. So the reason I don't, do, but here's the funny part. It's overpriced. No, for me, it's just would've ruined my brand if I, okay. do, if I do an ad, you know, my brand is everything, right? But, but yes, people should be DMing. Every single person, who wants to reach any other person on earth. Pamela, who's, your, who's an idol of yours in the world? Random. Great, you should DM Jeff Bezos. <laughs> everybody, everybody, can, I, can you guys do me a favor? Can this room do me a favor? Because I'm not gonna trust anybody listening to podcasts. Can you guys do me a favor? Ray, I'm, I'm being serious, just I'm being serious. For fun, as a birthday present to me, can you please DM 15 people? Try to say, bring them value or say something interesting, not like give me an autograph. I'm gonna DM Barack Obama after this, Good. I think, yeah. Good. <laughs> but like what's crazy is, if you, when you get to number 11 through 15, 
which are still the 15 people you most want to talk to, they're not going to look like Barack Obama as much. And one of them is going to say what's up. That happens to me regularly on Twitter. You've seen seen that. Of course. You know, regularly they have conversations on Twitter with me and like it, I say, I'm, I'm available. Come and ask me any question. There are two people who would reach out. I'm asking them and they reach out only two people yeah. compared to like thousands of people that should be reaching out and asking thousands of questions. That's right. So going back to the, the earlier comment. Did Sabir you, just compare himself to Barack Obama? No. Because no. that was the best, because no. that I thought was the best part of this I did not podcast. win him the elections. I did uh, yeah. not. He has, he has as much knowledge at least, so that's all right. Going back to your earlier point, do you think it's complacency by brands or is it their ego to uh, not test these uh, like Snapchat and other platforms? It's that their partners are not financially incentivized to give them the proper advice. Why would anybody who's a development shop of e-commerce tell people to use Shopify Plus because it's such a ridiculously phenomenal product that you don't have to charge your client as much man hours to get yeah. it up and running properly. So they'd rather recommend some legacy software that costs the client 4X because it's two times in fee and two times in the horseshit SaaS product Take that it is. Take nine months to develop. We rec <laughs> you know what we do. Yeah. You know what? Everybody listening, you know why VaynerMedia won? We give the right advice. We make less money every day so that we make lots more money every decade. Yeah. That's, that's the Shopify mantra as well. Yep. I walk around this office here. I was telling Sabir earlier, it's amazing how culturally similar this is. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You guys must have an amazing place. He invited us to Toronto? Ottawa. Come Ottawa, by. that's right. It's 2017. Yes. You're an e-commerce business. Yes. Um, I know we mentioned someone who's already started who, who, who can't. Uh, what would you say is a trend for the budding entrepreneur who wants to get into... Uh, Cricket protein. Cricket protein. I'm just going on a random one here. Okay. Because I want to be historically correct and I know I haven't put it out in the universe yet. I'm a buyer of cricket protein. Just remember I said it. Okay. It's going to be a real trend in three years. Meditation. I Do you guys know Tap Out, the gear for UFC? John Cena wears uh -huh. a lot of that, yeah. I think somebody who's listening right now should become the clothing brand of the emerging meditation space. I think you can build a huge business, consumer hats, t-shirts, socks, if you wanna go headband because it's the head. You do you, you be clever and creative. Meditation, but I'm just going on a tangent, what were we gonna actually ask? No, that was it, I mean. <laughs> trends? That, yeah, like trends for e-commerce. Slime. But also how, like, <laughs> how, how to get to a million. How do you get to where you got to with your shoes? Was it just because of your Well, that was power? different, and, yeah, that was different. How did I get my, how do I, how would I get to a million Knowing what I know. You're not Gary Vee. Correct. Yeah. I would use Google Trends and Amazon rankings and I would read them. I would look at hashtags on Instagram. It would give me consumer insight and I'd probably stumble on something people are buying more of than any of us actually realize. Cricket protein. And then I wouldn't be guessing anymore. One thing I always tell my team, and Pam's been with me a long time. She's in the room right now for everybody listening. I keep referencing her. Sabir knows a little bit, Ray, a little bit less. I don't guess. There's a lot of data out there. I don't get, everyone's like, you know, the musically <laughs> thing, right? I got a lot of internet love over the last week. I deserve it. 2015 was early. Yeah. But it wasn't like 2014 when it started. Like it was already somewhere. I don't guess. There's a million things that people can go from zero to a million in selling because it's happening right now, but 99.9% .9 of us don't know. Maybe it's hair gel made out of avocados. Maybe it's, maybe it's a trend that men are about to really shave and that the beard movement is now nine years in and it's kind of a little tired and we're about to go clean shaven. Grunge was followed by friends. Just so yep. everybody knows in culture, yep. grunge 
was followed by friends. So guys went from wearing long hair and all that to wearing the Chandler and Ross haircut, more similar to what Ray's wearing right now, like real clean, right? <laughs> so like, just be an inch earlier because you went and ate shit, AKA did research. Painful, painful research. Do you know why I'm doing all this stuff in urban sneakers, hip hop artists, right? Taking all these selfies with artists you never heard of and then two years later like, wait a minute, right? I saw you on No Jumper the other day. Right, why mm -hmm. the fuck did I go on No Jumper? Because I know how that's gonna play out. Like he's putting on artists that are gonna be the biggest artists in the world three yep. years from now. And I knew the Migos were gonna be big fucking two years before it happened. I wasn't guessing. Gary, thanks so much, man. I really, really appreciate you coming on. You guys are awesome to work with. I love working Thank with you. Zabir, Pam, Thank you guys are a great company. Thank you. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes. Your word of mouth is my oxygen.